Um, So to start with, I'm going to read verse 12 from Hebrews chapter 4, 1,200 in the Church Bibles. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Lovely. Thanks, Jane. Uh, Now... The new year is a perfect time to start emptying your cupboards of all those things that are out of date. Now, I bought some of those things here this morning. They're all, not all out of date, but, but I, I, thought, I thought we'd play a little, uh, a little activity a game with them. Um, it's a higher or lower game, trying to work out which has the best best before date and which has the worst best before date. So here's how it's going to work. Um, I'll hold up one of these items and then a second one. Now, you've got to say with your hands whether the second one has a, has a greater best before date or a worse best before date. So if you think the best before date is better, you'll put your hand up. If you think it's worse, you'll fold your arms and look angry. Yeah? Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. So we'll, we'll, start, nice, we'll, we'll start with some lovely old El Paso taco shells. Oh, there we go. Wonderful. Now, versus biscotti biscuits from Italy. Now, do these have a greater best before date or a worse one? Greater hands up, worse arms folded. Vote now. Oh, lovely. Okay. Now, tacos, September 2020. They're still in date. Whoa, that, that's a rarity in our house. Um, and then the biscotti biscuits. Oh, I can't even find the best before date on these. Oh, there we go. May 2018. Still fresh. Um, okay, so, so you, you know the, the date for these ones. What about these versus Toblerone? Oh, I love Toblerone. Now, again, hands up if you think it's greater, arms fold if you think it's worse. Vote now. This is, greater means it's like better, best before date. Oh, the, the Toblerone. Is Toblerone greater than Biscotti? May 2018, better or worse? Hands up for better, arms fold for worse. Ooh. Whoa. Um, hands down. The Toblerone goes out of date. Next December 2020. Yes! It's still in date. Amazing. Um, okay. Toblerone versus the barbecue sauce. So, Toblerone, December 2020. Does barbecue sauce have a better best before date or a worst best before date? Hands up for better, arms folded for worse. Lizzie, you should know. <laughs> That's my wife, by the way. She should know what these are. Surprisingly for our house, this is still in date. 2021! So this is better than that Toblerone. Okay, last one, last one. We'll do the barbecue sauce versus the Lee and Perrin's Worcestershire sauce. Now, does this have a worse best before date or a better best before date? So arms folded for worse, arms up for better. You might be able to tell by the amount of stuff that's in there. Um, this has no best before date. It's so old and crusty, it's been rubbed off. So I don't know if it's, if it's better or worse. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> wonderful. We'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. But get your Bibles back open to Hebrews 4, verse 12. We're on page 1203. And we're thinking about the Bible, about God's Word this morning. Uh, here's what Dan Strange and Mike Hovey say about the Bible. They say the Bible is what it says it is. Not simply a product of a cult of culture, but a word from another world. I love that. Because these guys get it. They get it. The, the Bible, the, the, the book in your hands, is something so special and beautiful. 
In fact, um, in 1 Peter, um, Peter describes that the Bible as the imperishable, living and enduring word of God. He's basically saying that, that the words in here are not like the stuff in my cupboard. Right? The words in here have no best before date. They never expire. They are timeless and brilliant. The word of God has no best before date, which means it's always relevant. Um, which means we don't like dismiss bits of the Bible that we think are unfashionable or out of date because well, it's timeless. It endures. And so we don't change the words in here to make them line up with culture. In fact, culture should change to line up with the words in the Bible. Because this is the living and enduring word of God. It never needs an update, never needs to be changed. It's as relevant now as the day it was written. And will be relevant in thousands of years' time. That makes this book pretty awesome, right? Whew. And have a look at how our verse for the year describes it. Hebrews 4, verse 12. The word of God is alive and active. This is our first big point. The word of God is alive and active. So listen to it. And we'll break that down. The first part of that, alive. See, the book in front of you is not some ancient antique in a fancy maroon hardcover. No, no. This is a living book that brings life to people. It's a bit like um, the rain. I love when you go outside when it rains, because it feels so fresh and lovely outside, doesn't it? And you look at the plants, and they just come alive, because the rain brings them life. That's like God's word. When it's spoken, when it's read, it brings life. And we have so many examples of this in the Bible. I mean, page one, Genesis chapter one, God creates the world with his word. His word brings life. In John 11, Lazarus, a man is dead on the floor. And God's word brings life. For every Christian believer in this room, God's word uh, has brought life through his spirit. The word of God is alive and active. It brings life. And that means there is nothing like it in the world. There's no substitute for the life-giving word of God. Which is why here at BH, we love this Bible. We, we teach this Bible. We hold on to this Bible because it's alive. And so for us in our Christian walk, um, read this, dive into this, because it's the only book that brings life. And when we're talking to our friends and family who don't know Jesus, we open the Bible with them, because these words are alive and they bring life. The word of God is alive and active, so listen to it. And the second part of Hebrews 4 verse 12, um, the word of God is alive and active. The second part is it's active. Now, this bit of the Bible was originally written in ancient Greek. And a bit of ancient Greek for you all here this, this, this morning. Uh, here's what active is in ancient Greek. Anyone want to have a go at reading that for us, shouting it out? Ooh, Nigel Sargentine, energy. Yeah, yeah, so, so this is the Greek word, energios, um, roughly. Uh, which is like where we get our word energy from and energize. See, the writer's describing God's word like a battery. A battery like this in my remote control car here. This is fun. I get to drive a remote control car in church. Down the aisle. Here we go. Um, see, 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 with the battery in the car, the car has power. And look, it moves. Oh, watch your feet. Look at that. It's gone. Bye. <laughs> see, the car has life and power and energy because the battery brings it that power. 
Uh, and see, that's like God's word for Christian believers. God's word energizes and brings life to Christian believers. It's active. Here's how God describes it in um, Isaiah 55 verse 11. He says, My word that goes out from my mouth will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. This means God's word is active when it's spoken, when it's read, when it's heard. It does stuff. Which is great news, such an encouragement for us when we're sitting through a sermon and falling asleep. God's word is active and works in our hearts. When we're there in the, in, the, in the morning reading the Bible and feeling like nothing's going into our heads, God's word is active. It's a work. The word of God is active, so we listen to it. This kind of means, right, that, that, that it's never a waste of time opening the Bible. It's always profitable for the health of our souls. It does something, it changes us, it, 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 it's energizing for us. The word of God is alive and active. So listen to it. This book is amazing, isn't it? Truly special. And see, the word of God is alive and active because the God who spoke these words is alive and active too. See, this word kind of shares his character. We get to meet him and hear from him. And as we do, he brings us life and energy. We need this word in our life. Uh, John Piper, um, he said this about Bible reading. He said, the reason I read the Bible is because I am stone cold dead without Christ and his word. That is so true. As Christians, we need this word. We need the life-giving, energizing word of God in our lives to keep us going as Christians, to keep us growing as Christians. Because God's word, it brings life to our Christian souls. It, 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 It... enables us to live and love our God. And so if you're feeling flat and dry as a Christian at the beginning of 2020, go to God's word. There is no substitute for the life-giving, energizing word of God. And hear from the God who speaks. Let him energize and bring life to your soul. And so as such, let's, try, let's make 2020 um, the year of the Bible here at BH. Uh, let's make it a, a, a big goal of each one of us, young, middle-aged, old, even older, uh, to, to, to get into the Bible and read it for ourselves. Like, my challenge for you guys, for all of us, is to read this every single day. And there are loads of things to help us out there. Here are two things that I use. Um, one of them uh, are these um, Bible reading notes. Uh, this is the book I use. It's massive and weighty, but it's really good. Uh, the, the, these things like, help you understand a bit of the Bible, and they help you to apply it to your life. And there's different types. If you're an adult, there's these things called Explore for you guys, which is great. Um, if you're a bit younger, 14 to 18, there's these Engage notes, which are great to help you read the Bible for yourself. And then younger still, Discover. But these are all great tools to help us read the Bible. The other thing I'm using is um, the, you probably can't see that, it's uh, the um, McShane Bible Reading Calendar. This thing helps you read the whole Bible in one year. Um, and there's loads of these out available. I've got a few here if you want to borrow one and take one home and challenge yourself to read the whole Bible in a year. Wouldn't that be awesome? And we can use our phones too. Whoa. There's an app called the YouVersion Bible app, and this thing is, is gold dust. It's got all different versions of the Bible on it, and you can download them, and you can read it. It gives you reading plans, gives you reading notes, and when you wake up at six in the morning, and, and you're just too tired to read, it will read the Bible to you. Oh, 
incredible. But, but, but whatever you do to this year, make, make this year the year where you dive into the Bible. Because the word of God is alive and active. And as we dive into God's word, we find life and energy for our Christian walk. We're going to hear some more in a bit. But first, Abby is going to come and lead us in some prayers. So Hebrews 4, um, verses 6 to 13, on page 1203 of the Church Bible. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today, This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Yeah. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> we, we won't do that. Um, that could be really dangerous. <laughs> Um, but, 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 so I, I love cooking. I love like being in the kitchen. Love it. But there's one thing I, I really dislike about being in the kitchen. It's when you go there and you pick up a knife and the knife is blunt. That is the worst, the absolute worst thing in a kitchen. A knife that does that to the tomato. Oh, it's an abomination. Like, it shouldn't be allowed. In fact, my, my love of sharp knives is so well known in my family that, that, that last Christmas I got one of these. And any sharp knife sharpener. Um, you put your blade in there, whoosh, 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 it's ready to cut tomatoes. Oh, like, oh amazing. Because like, a sharp knife is so important. Uh, it really is. Um, I know, it's, it's like a small thing to you, but to me, it's a big deal. Uh, and that's why I love the Bible so much too. Because have a look at Hebrews 4, verse 12. Have a look how the Bible is described. Hebrews 4, verse 12. The word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. This is our second big point. The word of God is a sharp sword. The word of God is a sharp sword. Um, our verse for the year, Hebrews 4.12, comes in the big flow um, of Hebrews 3 and 4. And see, Hebrews 3 and 4 has one big message. And the message is, do all you can to enter God's rest. Which is like fancy speak for, um, do all you can to live with God forever in eternity. And it even tells us how to enter that rest. Have a look at Hebrews 4 verse 3. He says, we who have believed enter that rest. 
So Hebrews 3 and 4, the message is, believe in God's word and you can live with God forever in perfection. What an amazing offer, right? But Hebrews comes with lots of warnings thrown in there. Just like here, there's a warning repeated three times from Psalm 95 verse 7. It's repeated once in Hebrews 3.15, once in Hebrews 3 verse 7, and once in Hebrews 4 verse 7. Have a look at Hebrews 4 verse 7. This is the warning. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. So, Hebrews 3 and 4, believe and trust in God's word and you can live with God forever. But ignore and reject God's words. Harden your heart to it and it's deadly. And why is it deadly? Well, it's deadly because of Hebrews 4, verse 12. Hebrews 4, verse 12. The word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. See, the Bible, God's word, is being described uh, as a terrifying sword. A lethal instrument of judgment. See, the word of God is a sharp sword. Don't ignore it. Because did you see how this sword is described in verse 12? Have a little look at the kind of words that the writer uses. He says, verse 12, it's sharper than a double-edged sword. See, uh, in those days, like... like, like um, Double-edged sword was the keenest kind of blade, like, like so sharp, and the Bible is described as being sharper still. This word of God does not need to be sharpened uh, on any sharp knife block thing. It is razor sharp. And, and look how it cuts. Verse 12, it penetrates to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Um, little sword lesson for you. Uh, back in the day, um, normal swords are like cut into your flesh nice and easily. Um, a, a sharper sword would cut through the flesh and hit your bone. But then the sharpest of the sharp swords would cut through the flesh, through the bone, and into the marrow on the inside. They would cut deep. And that's how God's word is described. As cutting deep joints and marrow. In other words, the word of God, it delves deep and exposes what's inside each one of us. Hebrews 4 verse 13 tells us, um, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. The word of God searches deep inside us and shows us what and who we're truly trusting. It reveals the darkness inside. There's no escape from the scouring word of God because the word of God is alive, uh, is a sharp sword. It's a bit like, reading the Bible is a bit like um, opening the curtains. Now, we all have different opinions on curtains being opened. For me, I like them closed at all times. But uh, because when you open the curtains, what happens? Well, light floods in. And you think that's nice, but when the light floods in, you can see the layer of film of dust over the TV thing, right? And, and the cobwebs in the corner of the room, oh yeah, they're visible now. And that stain on the carpet that you couldn't get rid of years ago, it's there, like highlighted in, in all its glory. And then the scuff marks on the wall and the, and the pen on the sofas, all of it is seen when the lights come on and, 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 and the curtains are opened. See, that's what happens, like, like all of the dirt and filth is exposed. And that's kind of like what happens when we read the Bible. When we open God's word, it it is like, well, when it's preached to us, when it's read to us, when we hear it, it exposes our hearts and reveals our sinful and ungodly attitudes inside. We cannot hide from from God. And that may sound scary, 
But actually, that's really good for us. Because God's word stops us deceiving ourselves into thinking that we're good people who are fine on our own. It shows us what we're truly like. That we are in desperate need of a saviour. Have a look at Hebrews 4 verse 12. Look what it says at the end of it. God's word judges the thoughts and attitudes of our hearts. We need the scouring word of God to show us uh, where we're wrong in our thinking and our attitudes. And so um, Dan Strange said we don't sit in judgment over God's word. Uh, It sits in judgment over us. So we don't critique the Bible and go, oh, this bit's rubbish, I'll ignore that bit. No, it sits in judgment over us and judges our attitudes and our thoughts. So the Bible isn't a comfort blanket to make us feel better. It's a sharp sword that cuts deeply. And so it's not always nice reading the Bible or sitting in a sermon. But it's always good for the health of our souls. And so we need to have humility when we open the Bible or sit in, in a sermon. Humility to be challenged. To, to, to let God judge us through his word. And so a few questions to ask, us, ask you guys um, to have a think about for yourself. Uh, when you read the Bible, does God challenge and say things to you that you don't like hearing? And how do you respond to them? Do you like push them under the carpet and say, no, that's, that's not important to me now? Or do you listen to God and change in line with his word? When you read the Bible, do you, do you read the whole Bible, like including Amos and Judges and bits you're like, ooh? Or do you just read the bits that you really like? See, it's not always nice reading God's Word, but it is always good for our souls. The Word of God is a sharp sword. Don't ignore it. Because the consequences of ignoring God's Word are, are deadly. I mean, we learn in primary school about blades quite early on. We learn um, about scissors, right? That you, uh, oh, my scissors have gone. I oh, know, here they are. It's okay. That you hold them this way round. You don't pass them to someone like that because that's dangerous. You don't run with scissors. You, you, you look after them because they're, they're, they're deadly. Um, and if that's a pair of scissors in primary school, which struggles to cut paper normally, um, <laughs> just think about how much more careful we've got to be when handling something like a sword. You don't mess around with a blade. It's dangerous. And so we don't mess around with God's word. Because ignoring uh, God's word and message of life in the Bible, well, it leaves us in trouble. The Bible says we will be judged. It's like that sword will strike us and will end in death if we ignore and reject God's offer of life. So please don't ignore it. But there is good news. There is really good news. Because there is safety from the sword of God in the living word of God. We've just had Christmas, and Christmas is awesome. One of the best things about Christmas is singing Christmas carols. And we have sung these words over Christmas. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. That talks about Jesus. Jesus has a fancy name in the Bible. And his fancy nickname is the Word of God. And Jesus, the Word of God, comes to this earth. He walks and lives on this earth. And then he dies on a cross. 
And as he dies on the cross, it's like the sword of judgment is being uh, run straight through him. He takes the full sword of judgment so that all who trust in him can be safe from that sword of judgment. There is safety from the sword of God in the word of God. And so this new year, please don't ignore God's word. Please find safety from that sword of God, in the word of God. Um, um, don't ignore it. Trust in, in Jesus. And if you want to know more, come to that Uncover course that is starting very soon. The leaflets at the back, grab one of those on the way out. See, God's word is alive and active. God's word is a sharp sword. Listen to it. Don't ignore it. Because there is safety from the sword of God in the word of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, Lord. It's not always easy reading the Bible, but it's always good for the hearts uh, and our souls. Lord, help us to have that humility when we look at your word this year. And Father, thank you that that Jesus is, is the word of God now in flesh appearing. Thank you that he came to this earth and died on the cross, taking the sword of judgment so that we don't have to if we trust in him. Thank you for that brilliant and amazing news. Amen.